Rose, Cassie and Del, we're gonna be your movie mom I don't think anyone says that anymore, but you know. Oh, I love Gag Me with a Spoon. Gag Me with a Spoon. Let's bring it back. Yes, which these two movies we're talking about, the two movies, Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop. That's a good movie. (laughs) That Troop Beverly Hills. These are what I would call Valley Girls, but none of them really have that mentality. Well, they kind of do at the beginning. So, who's the actress we're focusing on in this first one? Well, well, I, I would be hard-pressed not to talk about Shelley Long, but I know because that she's the, gorgeous. The thru- yes, but the through line, I believe, of both movies, which is like a very small through line. Sometimes the through line isn't going to be huge, guys, just so you no. know. And we're, like, you ever play, was it Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah. It's literally going to be like, well, we really want to focus on Shelley Long, but we're going to really just loosely connected to son-in-law because one of the little girls yes that's it yes what is her name i can't carla gugino yes she's a big actress now kind of sort of i think she's gorgeous i also found out she's the mom in spy kids did you know that uh i never saw spy kids i could have picked spy kids but i chose freaking son-in-law because i like son-in-law don't come for me i'm but... glad you picked son-in-law because it was a classic for, in my household for years yes it's my mom was my one of my first Polly shore movies that wasn't encino man so but you know um but she's a little child in this she has a very small part so we don't really have anything to compare you know a child to uh, to what is she probably in her teens 20s well fun fact fun fact i was watching the youtube and oh, she's YouTube. on rachel ray and she's admitting that for the movie about uh, Beverly Hills, she lied about her age, and she said she was 14 when she was actually 16. Oh my God, she was so tiny. Well, <laughs> there's a scene where they're all like huddled up together, and she's like a foot taller than all the other girls, and she decided to tell the directors like way into filming so they already filmed way too much with her so they couldn't do anything at that point and the director even admitted i guess that they would have never cast her had they known she was 16 i mean she doesn't even look 16 though do you hear michael's video game i do oh my gosh this guy said hold on well you, I hear. you keep talking like no he's playing some this is a show about um, football. Ew, gross. That isn't okay. even feminist. See, now, how is that hooked up to my microphone? That's hilarious. Okay, there's going to be some issues. The first episode's always kind of loosely based. We don't have a format yet, so we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. Well, the format is we just fuck around. <laughs> That's if it. you don't That's- like that, if you want something more structured, then we're not for you. If you don't like banter, then you can go somewhere else. That's silly. That's silly. If you're missing because, out on the, yeah. the pearls amongst the yeah. oysters and rough in the rough. Oyster in the rough. Yeah. I am an oyster in the rough. I'm you're not even oyster. a freaking pearl. Yeah. <laughs> I would love charbroiled oysters right now. Which is a very good specialty in Louisiana. I just am afraid mm-hmm. to eat oysters. They smell good. I just. Um... You're afraid? You I said do, you're I'm not afraid. 
I do, but last time I had an oyster, it was gross and slimy. So I have eaten one before, but I get down there again, of which I'm going to do it again because there's a bunch of stuff that to do. I will do it. I will Um, do it. We could hear your football game, Michael. This is my boyfriend. He just entered the room, Michael. And I could hear your football game in my ears and in my microphone. He muted it. He says he does not know why. Tech, technical. Technical. We're technical. difficulties. Um, We're bad so, at tech, too. Cassie, so. there are yes. so many famous people in my little film. Um, there's a Robin Leach from Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Um, and then Pia Zadora, who I'm, she was an 80s person, and Dr. Joyce Brothers, she was also an 80s person of note. But then, um, oh, also Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> For like two seconds, apparently, I was like, what is he doing in this movie? Well, should we? Say what the movie's about, or oh sure, a, a rough synopsis. <laughs> that's probably that's a good idea. Good job for thinking of that. Well, the, the synopsis is this: um, Phyllis Neffler is the the lead character, and it is Shelley Long's part, and she is going through a messy divorce from her husband Freddie, who she still is in love with. She's trying to kind of like win back, and uh, her daughter. Wants to join the Girl Scouts. Although, yeah. And I don't think they call it Girl Scouts. They they call it Wilderness Girls. Because yeah. I think that there's probably a freaking copyright on Girl Scouts. So oh, probably, probably. It's like, uh, yeah. So, so she decides, because the group needs a leader, that she is going to become the leader. But she is, of course, by no means qualified. Yet she is qualified with her soul. She's a wonderful lady. But isn't this troop is filled with all, you know, the we've all been, most people have been either Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, most people. And most of the Girl Scouts, Wilderness Girls, whatever, they're all the normal troop. But Troop Beverly Hills is known as the worst the absolute worst troop you could be in because yes. it's Beverly Hills. They're all rich. And honestly, I would want to be part of Troop Beverly Hills because I don't like the wilderness. So, With, There's like a <laughs> montage where they're getting patches and the patches. Well, for one, the patches are like just really uh, like when I write on my resume, like a special skill that's like kind of a <laughs> skill, but it's not really a skill at all. That's like how she gets patches. Like, um, they go to, um, like, there's, like, a dance badge or something, and she teaches them, like, aerobics of, like, songs from the generations in her house, like, in her living room. So it's not like they actually go anywhere with, like, a professional, just Phyllis Neffler's doing. And I can't remember what badge this is, but, like, they go to a jewelry store, and they appraise a canary ring and 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 one of the little girls like has the spectacles on checking out the diamond and she goes i'd say 82 thou <laughs> and she's the, like right on di- and yeah he's it, like it, unbelievable and it's like yeah but it's like wow eighty two thousand dollars on <laughs> hand 
with oh. Beverly Hills. Oh my word. Um, do you have any like what what I like about this movie and and this character is that it's basically like it's too bad that this Lucy Ricardo meeting the Ricardos came out now because I feel like she could have easily played Lucille Ball because the whole time it's there's a lot of physical comedy and it's a lot of like slapstick so uh you know you have Shelley Long like there's like a sudden storm in the middle of the woods and she's and she's trying to get the hot chocolate from the fire but then she falls and she's ruining her white fur coat and she's rolling around in mud and she's like screaming and she's and it's hilarious and you're like yes that's what it's i want she's see. trying to save the fondue they're having the fondue they're going yeah. on their most girls i was in girl scouts and it wasn't remotely this fun it's literally trash we did ours in a church and it was the most boring thing on the planet they made us watch veggie tales all the time so i would love to have been in this but she, they're literally camped out in the middle of freaking nowhere having a fondue, a chocolate fondue pot over the fire, which is, that's how you want to camp. That's fine. And then it starts yeah. pouring down rain. And, and her main concern is, I will save the fondue. But let me say, who goes camping in heels, though? Or camping in general? <laughs> that's but, the best part. <laughs> she... <'cause, laughs> what I like about her character, though, even though she's supposed to be like this, rich bougie uppity woman who her husband has made all their money with mufflers or something i don't know he's known as the muffler man um she's not you don't hate her she's irritated she's not irritating she's actually nice she's a little like dumb because she doesn't remember what it is to be a normal person but she's never once like snobbish the snobbish well, one yeah. is that little girl who pretended to be 14 but <laughs> <laughs> there's this part where she they, they end up at the ritz carlton or something or somewhere even more extravagant and she's on the phone and she's like calling the head like wilderness girl master and she's like well we t- tell them that this was totally unacceptable there are no outlets dirt and bugs and it rains there it's just not our style which i'm like girl same do you know how many boys in my life have tried to get me camping and do you know how many times i've gone camping every time and every time i I want to shoot myself yeah i always say i will get a moon burn but no in new orleans i had like the coolest sunburn of my life because i wore a mesh shirt so that was a fun (laughs) pattern um but I just, I think they should have Girl Scouts that teach you how to be a person in your neighborhood. Because as far as I'm concerned, that's what she did. These are all like these little rich bitches. Sorry, but they are. And she's teaching them how to be a rich little person. Yeah. Because, I mean, except for like one, I think her dad's like a, a aspiring actor and he's not, you know, well, doing she so helps. Hot. Like that's the whole. That's really the whole point of the movie is that she like has all these um, benefits. Like she has all these. Like she's so cool without helping, but she chooses the entire movie to help everyone. Even at the very end, when Velda, the the mean, opposing, um, 
wilderness, the opposite, like, you know, she's not in the wilderness girls with true Beverly Hills, but a different sanction. And like, she gets hurt in the middle of the woods and, and like her whole team leaves her. And then the girls, her true Beverly Hills, they even vote. Well, for one, one of the kids is like a doctor for some reason. They like make her a doctor. She goes like, she says, oh uh, my gosh, I wrote it down somewhere. She says something about what she goes oh forget it i can't find it oh she goes well it might be a contusion with a definite break i'm not seeing this but she has a severe personality disorder which That's is the hilarious. little girl at 13. the beginning yeah well at the beginning when the what was it phyllis's daughter knows they're trying to go through a divorce and she thinks it's stupid. She's a very she's actually more mature than her own mother, but you know, it's whatever. And she's just telling them to grow up and get over it because their fight's really kind of dumb, honestly. Um she says that's the little girl that's in therapy because her parents have been going through a divorce. She's like, Do you want me to be like whomever? Because I don't know her name right now. Man, I suck at that. I'm bad at names. But <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Do you want me to be like her and be in therapy? And she, that kid's just weird anyway, but who knows? <laughs> like, I honestly would have left Velda because. Oh, well, the we, girls wanted to. But Shelly Long is like, I have a heart of gold. I'm not going to let person. my money and my dreams ruin someone else's. It, yeah, she's just so nice. I don't I've never seen such a nice person. Um, also, can't not talk about this movie without discussing the fashion because she is. Um, I was like rewatching. Obviously, we had to rewatch these movies, and um, there's like I would say nine times out of ten, she's Carrie Bradshaw on a good day. But there's <laughs> one or two outfits that I'm like, that was a choice, and you chose. Is it incorrectly. the the weird hippie outfit, like? Like where they build her hips out. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's actually it. It's like when they're like talking. Really up, tiny. Yeah. Waist with big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like as if she's wearing uh the like a Renaissance era hoop, but it's only hitting her hips, and it only comes out from like her navel in that little. Oh my gosh, what? It's a costume. I don't understand. <laughs> but there's like there's definitely like I'm obsessed with blazers. <laughs> and she wears this red blazer with a sparkly crow that is black on her shoulder during it's the huge. cookie. And it's during the cookie time, like when the chaps to the parents, like how are they gonna sell all the cookies? And I'm like, yes, that's my new audition outfit. That's great. They're gonna remember you. Not, not. They'll, they'll be like, uh, questionable acting, fabulous blazer. <laughs> What I do like about her, though, even though that she does have money, she doesn't, like, necessarily, you know, yes, they do screw up, and they decide, screw this, we're going to go camp in a Ritz-Carlton over there, um, which, you know what, it's it's flooding, and Velda told them to go there, so she probably knew it was going to happen. This Velda is not a nice person. You, you've no. probably seen this movie. She's... She's got mean lesbian vibes. Like, she's awful. Like, her own daughter is leaves her with a broken ankle. That's how bad of a person she is. Yes, yes. I mean, but the parents even ask Phyllis, like, well, why don't we just buy it? Because, you know, they're all rich. She's like, well, that's not how this works. But we got to yeah. teach them how to be their own person. So even though they are the rich, 
Beverly Hills troupe, she is teaching them that you got to work for what you need to do. Now, what their work is, is like a charity event, and you got the Tina Turner girl that's singing her dang heart out. Oh, my um, gosh. Who, isn't she like, precious? <laughs> like, is that child famous today? Is that Brandy Norwood? I would I love don't know. I kind of hope she did something. I didn't really look into her. I just thought she was funny when at the beginning when they were introducing all these kids and they get pulled over by a cop and it, they're in this really cool, I don't know if it's a Rolls Royce, it's a fancy car and it's a convertible and the dad is playing it cool because you know how cops sometimes pull guys over because of, you know, their they a race issue. So he's yes. playing it safe like most people have been taught uh, with those issues in their, you know, background. Um and then she's like, do you know who this man is? And then she goes off on him. And then, you know, she gets him out of the picture. So there's the plus. Um, yeah. These yeah. girls are a lot, but they're actually not that bad at children. The regular Joes in, what, the Red Feathers? Yes. An, they're the awful. Feathers. They're yeah. absolutely awful. Oh, and one <laughs> of them is a young Tori Spelling. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... Oh, my gosh. I, I'm guessing that her Aaron Spelling must have been a producer because, like, well, for one, I mean, not it's I'm not, not saying if you were a red feather, that means you didn't do well at your audition. I'm just saying maybe you have a rich dad who was a producer on the movie. <laughs> there's only what? Like, there's one red feather that does all the talking. That's Velda's daughter of whom you feel bad for a little bit. Because she just wants to bond with her mom, and she calls her mom on accident all the time, and the mom gets pissed about it. But my mom was a troop leader for Daisies, which was the greatest thing ever. Brownies <laughs> sucked. <laughs> Daisies was fun. Daisies, you got to play and make things. Brownies, we I don't I remember singing and watching stupid Veggie Tales. I, I mean, Veggie Tales isn't that like beating a child against the head with religion? It's not even good. Well, I guess I'm just confused because that's like definitely, uh, this is not CCD. This is not Vacation Bible School. Um, Wilderness Girls is supposed to be about um, friendship. Yeah, and, and and like surviving in the outback. No, we're not in Australia, but. I think it should be like, Phyllis has done it, is that she's decided to have them survive in their own what wilderness concrete jungle kind of thing while Velda's literally teaching these women which is fine if you're an outdoorsy lady and you want to be able to dig your own latrine and start a fire with no problem cool but how often am I going to find myself in that situation yeah yeah I'm um, screwed so <laughs> much. I, I will say this movie is like there's a lot of like I think like maybe when the executives like they were like pitching the movie they're like well isn't this like a lifetime short like because it really there's so many like um special moments like even Carla Gugina has a special moment because her parents are like on a cruise in a different country when she's turning it's her birthday I think it's like her 13th birthday it's supposed to be a big birthday and they like and uh the girl the lady Rosario from Will and Grace who plays again the maid Sad that we always are typecasting certain people in certain parts, but but that she is, plays the maid yeah. in there, and they like give her a very spontaneous, cute little birthday. 
but they cared enough to do that. The sad thing is with Carla's character is that I think they left her on her birthday. And the mom says later, oh, I'm bad at dates. Like, you can't remember your one. Let's also remind that she's their only kid. Maybe you got the year wrong, but you tend. Wouldn't you remember the birthday? Especially the mom. You were kind of there. And I'm an only child, so I understand that. But my parents <laughs> never left me on my birthday to some random. It wasn't even like work re- related. It was like we're going on a cruise to wherever fancy people go. Right? Like, why wouldn't you bring your kid to a son-in-law? But yeah, just uh, uh, the cap on this whole thing is I have a favorite scene, and it like it it was my favorite scene for years because so many reasons. But they're in the hotel. And she's and like she set up the hotel really friggin' delicious. They're in a circle. They all have like PJs on, bathrobes. They have pillows. There's a friggin' fire going in the fireplace, and she's like telling this old fashioned <laughs> story. Who's got my golden arm? It's one of the kids who's doing it. It's the funny one who's like the appraiser, mm-hmm. and um. And then she, and it's that's actually a true like that's a urban legend type scary story to tell in the dark story. Oh. So it's not like it's that's an actual story, and uh, and she tells a story. They all scream, and then she tells a story about going to the salon, and it's so like uh, the the faces of the children are like uh, stoic, frightened. Um, bewildered they don't know what's about to happen and then like the punchline is then turned around and then he permed me (laughs) they all scream like blood curling screams and all I can think is how many perms I've had in my life probably upwards of 15 but what I don't that's my favorite (laughs) part as well uh, that's Shirley MacLaine. Tell, not McLean. Sorry, I'm thinking of next time. It's going to be Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Shelly Duvall uh, in this in this movie has Lucille Ball red hair and it's curly. So yeah. is this is this the resulting perm? <laughs> or, you know, is she just living out this perm? Because I would have killed for those curls. Oh, my God. The whole movie, I was like, I called Michael over. I'm like, this, this is the red I want. This is the red. It's like Irish girl red. You could be born with it. You could. Like, that's my problem with going red is that I cannot find, like, a normal, like, I was born with this red red. I want to find an Irish girl. I clog in the morning. (laughs) I say, I say top of the the morning morning to you. Top of the morning. I river dance every morning. (laughs) But I cannot seem to find it. It's always more, I think the key is, it's a scary key, but. Which, you know, could call back to son-in-law. Oh, yes. They all look like, they kind of look like the Polly Shore type with like the long hair and it's kind of wet and gross looking. And I don't know why his hair is this wet. Maybe it's a curly hair thing. I don't know. Uh, I think that it was like a, a 90s thing of like trying to make it look like not voluminous, but like the like hold the curls. Kind of like a like the Jerry curl thing. White guys should not do that, though. 
Well, <laughs> that's my question. Polly Shore, is your hair actually curly or are you a perm? He, he could be a perm. Me. He permed me. See, we can connect it that way, too. <laughs> uh, also, in this, like, really sad little uh, Joe Rogan, Polly Shore YouTube I watched. So sad. Where he, well, it's so sad <laughs> that, like, look, you can have all those thoughts. Don't put them publicly. You sound like a little sad preschool child. In a tantrum, in a corner. They're going to say something about free speech, but nobody actually knows what that means. Read the Constitution. That's not what it means. Well, he's just so, like, angry and jaded and pissy. And look, I'm someone, I've told you this already, very jealous of people and their successes. But when you've gotten to such a pinnacle yourself, I don't think you're allowed to say that. Because some of your choices... A lot, a lot, I mean, this podcast I listened to, he very, very easily says, I made poor choices in my career. That's why I'm not famous anymore. But he does this thing where he talks about uh, that he shouldn't have done in the army now. That's a big one, though. Yeah. But it didn't, it was not critically acclaimed. And it, it was a box office hit. And he basically said a part of it was because he cut his hair. And we were just talking about his hair. But because he cut his hair, it, like, was part of his identifier. And that, like, fans kind of lost him. That's what happened to the TV show Felicity. (gasps) Oh, my (laughs) God, yes. In the same vein, that's what happened, is that she had that long, gorgeous, curly red hair that, you know, we both aspire. She wants the collar. I want the, I want those curls. Wait, wait, wait. I, I don't think it was red. I think it was more like a light. It looked reddish. Reddish brown. I feel like I it was know. a light brown. Maybe I'm thinking she looked better as a redhead. Well, sure. Everyone does, almost. I mean, it's, it's the easiest color to embrace, actually. Yeah. But, color, honestly. yeah, the but, show t- took a dip, didn't it? She chopped it off. It wasn't like she cut it off into a pixie. She had long, long hair and then cut it into a, a, a long bob, pretty much. Not even that. It was just at her shoulders. And because she suddenly had medium-length hair, the TV show sucked. Wait, which... I thought that she did cut it into a pixie sooner or later. Yeah, but that was after the show tanked. Oh, well, I mean, super technically that uh, as much as they tried to address this up, like it's a feminist show. She did follow a dude to a college because she was fucking in love with him, except for she didn't know him. So fuck you, Felicity. Fuck you. Would you think Son-in-Law is a feminist show? Um. They also no, it's it's anti until crawl comes, and then crawl will make it feminist because he's like, hey, guess what? You can be hot, Miss. That's one of my favorite scenes is when the mom. Well, when I was a little kid, I was like, this is inappropriate. This is inappropriate. But when the mom is getting ready in the bathroom, and crawl walks in, and and he thinks it's Becca who is Carla Gugino. And, and and she goes, oh, oh, there's this whole, like, oh, my God, I'm not who you think I am. And he goes, 
pardon me, Mrs. Warner, but you're giving me a semi, which um, I missed that line. (laughs) That's gross. Well, at age 13, I was like a semi truck. I don't get it. Now I get it. But but like it's. But then he's like, you know, he then gives her a makeover where she like that 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 actress playing her mom, very beautiful woman. But they of course do this like uh, rags to riches makeover moment where she was ugly. Which by the way, never in Hollywood are they ugly. They're always beautiful. They just dowdy. She doesn't have any makeup on. Or she had what? Well, we, it's a movie. She has some on. They just didn't do beauty makeup on. No, her. and, and, and they like she gave they gave her a headband and a yeah, they put her in a shirt. A, it's like a form fitting, like pretty. It's not a collared. Well, they put her in a collared shirt most of the time, but so they put her in this like form fitting flamingo looking dress thing, which you think apparently comes from Carl's uh, like. Trunk Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah. I don't know. But if you don't know, son in law, which is how we're connecting with Carla Eugene. <laughs> Sorry. Carla? It's Carla. Carla. Right? Carla. Okay. I'm bad with names, y'all. Sorry. Um, Carla is this little country bumpkin, lives on a farm with her family, very close knit. It's her dad, her mom, her brother, and her grandpa. And she's got this. You know, high school sweetheart, football star, player guy, you know, hometown hero kind of bull cred. And she goes off to college in California where, you know, she wants to go. I don't know. We don't know what she's majoring in. They never tell us. And she's this little. Probably like, has, lit. Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably <laughs> women's lit or something. No, um, actually, if she was a daddy's girl, her daddy would never, never pay Money. I don't. I don't child. understand why his parents le- really let her go that far. You know. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they're a yes and family. Yeah. They're like a. <laughs> the community college down the street is just fine, Becca. Yeah, they're the kind of that's the kind of like country community. Not saying anything wrong, but it's like the same community where it's a small town. Everyone knows each other. Overall. The big things revolve around football. If you're in football, you have a chance to make something of yourself. One, you know, like a Friday Night Lights kind of town is what it reminds me of. And she goes off to California, which is liberals all get out in her long, dark hair, you know, and her, you know, her like modest clothes. And she doesn't really get along or have, make any friends because she's just a normal person, which I kind of felt her when I went off to school. I felt like Becca and I never met my crawl, which kind of made me sad. But, yeah, well, she ends up befriending the weird resident advisor who's what? I took took a note. He goes, goes, I'm all out of vodka. (laughs) he's a giant party guy oh okay at my school the resident advisors were goody goody dorks mine was too was never a cool party guy and might i add what is he like 35 (laughs) he's 35 playing a college kid he looks 35 well i think it's just that i think Polly short just just maybe a hypothesis Probably dabbled in the art of drug usage. <laughs> and so I think, unfortunately for him, his skin was 
the sad victim of such. You're telling because... me Polly Shore is a drug was into drugs when he was younger. He's not like the, you know, <laughs> the poster child for dare. No, <laughs> but he's the poster child for uh, marijuana. I he will just say, looks like he would smell like pot. <laughs> he looks yes, of course he does. Of course. Like that but I remember there were like girls in my dorm who did have vodka and if Amy Oh, I should not say the last name maybe. But I'm sure she, actually to be honest, she's probably that girl was gorgeous. She's married now. She, that's not her last name. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, <laughs> he would have found us and sent us a pack in because RAs are such, they're SS officers. That's, I was going to say Nazi. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not, they're, I, I would love to see the school where the RA is like, come for a bump of coke. Is that Honestly, what you say? Bump, bump. I think it's a bump of coke. We don't do drugs, guys. No, uh, I mean, I've dabbled, but it's been a very <laughs> bad dabbling. Your, and I also your Spain story. I want to hear more <laughs> about that. Well, it's just basic, but my whole life I've just conceded in the fact that I'll probably die. I mean, yeah, that's how life works, though. With my luck, I'll, my first time on shrooms, and I'll they'll find me on the the face of you know face down in the bathtub. I don't. Just, I don't think the shrooms itself would kill you. I just think you would do something and accidentally kill yourself. So it wouldn't be well, the yeah. shrooms' fault. <laughs> no, we can't blame it on the shrooms, but they would be the catalyst. It'd be funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it would get me on the news. Finally famous. <laughs> finally famous. Put that on your epitaph. Finally famous. Too, Ew, bad this- it don't, too bad it's postmortem. There's this old-timey actress who, in Hollywood, she's like, I don't even know the name, so it's it's not obviously that good. But she died on the toilet. Oh, no. That's, like, the worst place to die. But, and yet, it press. <laughs> no publicity is bad. Wait, what is it? Pe- publicity is, no publicity no. is good. Public- no, that's not it. Uh, what is- bad publicity. Okay, we can't talk. Bad plub- publicity is better than no publicity. I think that's how you say it. I have no yeah. pop filter, so that was probably awful. Um, <laughs> um, so it's fine. It's the first episode, y'all. It's, you you guys, know those. Yeah, the first ones are also always rambly, always random. So, but, but it's going to be hopefully entertaining. Well, so the next one will probably be more structured, but who wants structure? That's boring. I mean, if I wanted structure, <laughs> I would go to Neiman Marcus and buy a suit. But I'm not sponsor gonna us that. if you would like to sponsor us, please. Do you have a favorite scene from Son in Law that made you go, "Oh my gosh"? I like the part. Okay, when she she finally meets her resident advisor, who's been at school for God knows how long, which is um, Polly Shore, and Polly Shore's characters never have normal names. His name is Crawl, and the dad can't remember his dang name, which kills me, and calls him Crotch and crap and everything <laughs> else but Crawl. His name's probably Steven or something. But we never find out his real name. Um, It's when he's going to give her a makeover. So she feels like she fits in. And she gets this, what, at the time would have been a very cool bob. But reminds me of a mom bob now. 
and she dyes her hair like an orangey red and she gets these cute clothes and she gets a little butterfly tattoo which is the complete opposite of what she is and she just kind of keeps she becomes like a female version of Polly Shore is what it feels like well, it's like it's like a muted version because she's still like her personality is not there. She just like laughs at him a lot. Yeah, she's she, still a good girl, but she's using his terminology, which I find yeah. cute. So you question like, are they just buddies or are they dating? Uh, sh- there's like an attraction between both, but they don't explore it. I mean, I think they will because what happens is she goes home for Thanksgiving and she brings crotch with her. I'm going to do it. (laughs) And and her piece of crap boyfriend. I'm sorry. I hate this guy. This guy has been a piece of crap. There. Well, can I just go through just really fast, a little tangent. This guy has been an asshole in almost every single nineties show he's done. He was in teen, Witch, which was, I, I thoroughly recommend it. That is a crap movie. But he was in Teen Witch. He was also like Monica's loser uh, crush from high school who's stuck in high school. He's just like the epitome of like, oh, oh, I'm good looking. I play football. And and like, I'm not a good person. And they're like, that was like a whole thing in the 80s. He's yeah. a fuck boy. He's a pretty fuck boy. That's all. Well, that, we would have called him a douchebag or a douche nozzle, but I think the correct terminology is fuck boy. Let's see how often I, how much I can say that in one sentence. Fuck boy? Yeah. I never but say that. He, ugh. He's gross. He's cheating on her, is what it is. With, yeah. Uh, yeah, which the poor girl is being strung along by this POS. Anyway, he screws her over later, too. If you've seen the movie, you know what he does to her. He roofies her and pretends that she slept with Crotch and there's a whole situation there. Um, that's the end of the movie. And he decides, <laughs> to, he decides to randomly propose to her after he kind of just blew her off at the beginning when she's terrified. You know, the whole, like, I've been away from school thing and she's scared and wants to come home. He blew her off the whole time because he's busy, busy necking with the other chick. And as soon as she becomes herself and she starts blowing him off, he gets all pissed off. So he decides to propose to her and she's like, you know, panicking because she's what eighteen <laughs> supposed well, to you be. You always want what you can't have. Yeah. So Crawl saves the day and says, "Oh no, she can't marry you. She's already engaged to me," which is the whole movie of Son-in-Law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except except for super technically, the girl. Okay, her part is kind of weak because she cannot stand up to this asshole guy so she needs uh, a plan b and the plan b is to like falsify like an engagement with this total crazy person but like girlfriend have some self-respect just dump him if you're that weird about it yeah because it's like she didn't want to hurt his feelings but you still hurt his feelings because by saying you're engaged to this rando who has apparently just majored in freaking everything because he can't decide what he wants to do with his life. Um, he's She's hurting his feelings because she technically cheated on him the whole time she was, he was gone, right? I mean, she didn't. Um, but that's what it looks like. And then he yeah. says, oh, she didn't cheat on you. What? 
yeah, apparently she did. If you're marrying some rando, I mean, <laughs> her character as a whole is not great for feminism whatsoever. No, and, and very like it's, it's she. We we want to pretend she's a strong character, but she's not because she needs a dude to help save the day, and that ultimately is not being a feminist. That's being like no. a. I, I need a dude, and that's the opposite. But, it, you know. It does start off with the whole, like, this could be a potential story for a woman, a young woman, self-discovery kind of piece moves off away from her family where she realizes who she really is. And it'd be, I think it'd be even funnier, because this is what they would do now, I think. She would move off to college, same trope, country bumpkin goes to California, I mean, it's a normal trope. And then she it'd be funnier, I think, they would put in this weird, extravagant gay man. <laughs> because it comes off a little gay, right? Like, it might be just the California Wait, vibe. Holly Shore comes off gay to you? In this movie, he comes off a little weirdly, like, gay best friendy, the way they act together. I think it's because they didn't want to over-sexualize him. Because if they did, he would be, like, taking advantage of a really not great situation for her because she'd be like a victim if if he had been more straight if he had been more uh masculine then she would be like a victim true i just the i feel like the weird romance they try and put them together in even though i did enjoy it but i I enjoyed the whole movie i like this movie Mm -hmm. um the, the romance between them seems weird because, yeah, I get it that they're supposed to pretend that they're engaged and they've been dating, but you don't really see them be couple they They are like, yeah, I have a guy that's a best friend. He, he's also gay, but he's not super flamboyant. He is a little <laughs> bit, but they just act like two dudes hanging out the whole time, which is fine. But it's like that if you're a couple, you at least see somebody trying, you know, grab something, which he does try and do. In the movie, at one point, accidentally grabs his mom, her mom's butt. The whole movie just becomes him making her family a better family. But never once does she ever just, until the end, and she's forced to, to stand up to the POS boyfriend and just say, no, I don't want to marry you. That's all she had to do. I don't know why she had such a problem saying no. I think because she was expected to. I don't know. She's kind of a, a Mary Sue character where she had potential to become a strong person. Yeah, but it all depended and relied upon a deal. Which is the opposite of Phyllis in Son-in-Law. Not in Son-in-Law, in uh, Beverly Hills. Uh, she becomes yeah. a better person on her own merit without the help of a man. True, but she's still obsessed with a man. So yeah. uh, maybe, I mean, in the future, I hope we do find characters that that are not even uh, phased by a man. I mean, I don't know. I just hate that. Like every character is some female character. There, are, I mean, a lot of you said your like. I love the word trope, but the trope is, uh, like this person what thought of this, but it had to involve a male, like. It, it couldn't have been her on her own. She couldn't have changed her family's sense of, like, 
progressing in society without crawl. Which, mm-hmm. why? Why couldn't she just go back? Like, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it have been, like, more poignant for her to just go back and be like, you know what, Travis, I think his name was Travis, uh, the boyfriend. Yeah, it is Travis. Boyfriend. You know what, Travis, you cheated on me a couple times. You're not a good person. I know you love me, but you're not a good person. Yeah, and I don't feel it, so bye. <laughs> and guess what, Mom and Dad? L.A. has shown me a lot. Here's what it's shown me. Uh, people can love whoever they want. Uh, the world isn't what you think. People don't judge a book by its cover. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, then we don't have the movie, but I think it had been better. <laughs> it had been a very short, weird lifetime short. Because she just kind of goes with another guy that does things for her, which is whatever but you know like they're trying to show that it's a you know you find who you are but if she came back and said and like maybe she panicked and accidentally said because you say stuff in panic like oh no i'm already engaged real quick and because she brought her friend for support which you do and been like oh shit and then you then you got to tell them what to do and your family's acting all weird so now you got yourself in a weird situation I think yeah. she should have been more active in that situation because it was Crawl who played the knight in shining armor and came in and said, oh, no, she can't marry you. But that's me. That's how I would write it. I also write. But <laughs> I just say give the lady a little more power. I know that's not what they do in movies. Even now you can come for me. The promising young woman was promising until the end when they killed her. And I was mad. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry. well you guys we we started with movies that were uh, oscar nominated because we wanted you guys to get the full (laughs) the the full uh full circle situation but uh i mean there there are like parts of this movie that there are there's a lot of heart i would say this is another one that like they they don't try to tackle too many big uh topics but they they still like i don't know like it's really uh cute like when he's trying to bond with the grandfather and he keeps asking can i please whittle wood with you and it's like this uh it's time honored like you tried to relate to whoever you're going to potentially live your life with so so like you try to incorporate what they like and and like he tries to do that and and like she sees that and it's very uh cute in the sense that like this is outside of his comfort zone he's doing that (laughs) for her you know yeah, so the best character, honestly, is Polly Shore, which is weird. <laughs> um, he's actually the probably the best out of all of them because he actually does make the change of findings. He you know he's a he's a California boy. He doesn't know what the heck he's doing, but he actually finally commits to something more than five minutes. He says he's going to be a farmer, and he figures out how to do it on his way. 
which, you know, I'd like to see son-in-law too and see how that works. My heart <laughs> says that it worked out. They're not um, making that movie. They're not. Well, they no, would... not now. Not who it's, he's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I really like this movie. Like we've, my parents and I have watched this movie about a million times and it's an adorable movie. Yeah, we both are. They're both like movies you could watch with your family. They're not serious movies. We chose these movies to begin with because they're easy and, you know, they don't approach. We just need a break from stuff that's so like artsy and hardcore all the time. Because next week, is there, are we doing a weekly? How are we doing this? Oh, well, uh, well, uh, I think I mentioned that this is the idea. We're going to post this next week. And then we're going to have uh, two weeks to like research the the suggestion of the other person and then we're gonna re-record uh the suggestions that we had well they're gonna be fairly obvious this time like the first time Carla Gugino she's a very like small uh through line guideline through the two movies because you know in True Beverly Hills, she's just, like, a child, so, uh, but at the same time, she is in both, and they're both, yeah, there's, there's funny similarities, but, uh, next time I thought, uh, well, well, listening audience, listen, studio audience, studio you can call audience. them the studio audience, <laughs> we're gonna say studio audience. Okay, so the original idea. Okay, look, look, look. It was the holidays. I was I was not with the internet. I did not know my head from a grass hole in the ground. In the ground. <laughs> uh, so so we couldn't do this till now, but. Our original idea was uh, Cassie wanted me to watch The Apartment, and I wanted her to watch Steel Magnolias. And our through line is the lovely Shirley MacLaine. Yes. So. Because I find her adorable. Yes. <laughs> we, so, so you internet lovelies slash studio audience. Uh, you guys can watch these two movies and then see if you form an opinion of your own. I mean, Shirley MacLaine is kind of great, yeah. Yeah, I think mean, the last thing I've seen her in, though, was that weird Bernie movie. Movie mogals, movie mogals. Cassie and Elle, we're gonna be your movie mogals.